Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to talk with you about getting crystal clear about you, your offers, your courses, all of that stuff. If you feel that you've been languishing, you haven't been really getting any traction, or let's just be honest, you haven't been making any progress, this episode is for you. We're going to be talking about getting really massively clear about who you are and how you want to show up as a business owner. You're going to get some really fun and practical tips coming to you after this short break. And we're back. But before we dive into today's episode, I would like to thank those of you who have been listening for the very first time or multiple episodes. Thank you very much for being here. I know that you have a whole bunch of other choices and I'm glad that you're with me. If you haven't done so already, please let's be friends on social media. Follow me on LinkedIn or Twitter, Denise G. Lee. And if you haven't done so already, check me out on denisegeely.com where you'll reach articles and other resources to help you grow your personal brand and or service-based business. And lastly, if you haven't done so already, go ahead and smash that subscribe button. So that way, as soon as I drop an episode, you'll be able to listen to it immediately. And with that being said, let's get into it. I find this issue really interesting with service-based personal brands in general, the whole issue of just being clear because I myself, I do struggle with this issue from time to time, meaning that I'm online and I'm interacting with people and I'm thinking about one issue and I'm then I'm hearing other people talk about other issues, which is really interesting to me. What I'm trying to say is it's super easy to go online and you're interacting with people and when you're thinking you're talking about A, you get sidetracked conversations about B and C, and then you might find yourself drifting into other topics that are completely unrelated to your business. Well, here is something that I want you to keep reminding yourself that 90%, yes, 90% of what you need to be talking about is your brand, your business brand, what you do, and then the Lux. 10% is just whatever you want to do, just interacting with other people and just having fun. But that's really not the point of this conversation. We are going to have some real honest, heart-to-heart conversation, you and me, about what in the world you're doing with your business. And I know it feels so easy to want to drift from subject to subject, issue to issue, and offer the sun, the moon, the stars, as long as you can get paid. And I, I understand that. I know in the beginning of your business... You're just having this desperate, grabby energy and saying, I don't really know what works. I'm just going to throw a whole bunch of stuff on the wall. Hope to God something's going to stick. I don't really know what really my audience wants because I don't really have that big of an audience. And frankly, some of them aren't even responding to me. So it's so confusing and perhaps disheartening. Can you relate? Have you been there where, or perhaps you're right now in that place where you're trying to grow your brand, get your business together, and you're just trying to get some momentum, any momentum going, and it didn't feel like you're getting any response or any feedback from anyone, and that sucks. And I want to let you know that everyone has been there. Think about the person who has 500,000 followers or a million followers or whatever followers that you envy that you want. Trust me, they had zero followers. They had 50 followers. They had 
40 followers. What I'm trying to say is that we all start from ground zero. And if you're at ground zero right now, actually, that's really perfect for me because I rather talk with you while you're still in that budding beginning stage. Because once we get into a pattern, once we get stuck doing certain things over and over, it's really hard to be receptive to new ideas and to new ideas unless what we're doing isn't working then also then that's when we're more receptive but I'm assuming that you are open and available for some new fresh ideas and I want to give it to you right now first and foremost I want to let you know that you need to start getting really honest with yourself about who you are and what you're really good at I see it so often People go online and they're lured by people who say that they're in the coaching or consulting or they have an agency and they look like they're making tons of money, they're swimming in cash and all everything is going good and they want to get into it because they think that it's a piece of cake and they're making money, but in reality... Everybody is pretending to be more important and more successful than they really are. It's just the honest to God truth, but that's what it is. And if you're just looking at these half-truths and you're getting swept away trying to replicate their program, their modeling that they're trying to sell, but it's not really aligned with who you are and what you can offer and what you can do for your community... It's going to be an epic disaster. So I don't want that for you. When I say get real honest with yourself, I really want to ask you a couple of questions. Number one, if you can just get up and just do a certain type of work for free, what would it be and why? Let me repeat that again for you. If you can get up every single day and do certain things every day, all day for free, what would it be and why? Oftentimes, we have these natural Affinities, meaning things that really pull us, they gravitate towards us. And it just feels like kismet that you were just meant to do this. It feels so good for your soul. You cannot help but want to engage in this certain activity. I'll give you a very personal example that just happened to me just today. And I'm now just still reflecting about it. I live in a, a new home and my home is under warranty. And people come over to my house specifically to fix warranty requests because uh, certain parts of the house can still be repaired, like the AC and painting and certain other things because it's still brand new. Anyway, the maintenance guy who has been regularly coming over to my home, I always noticed that he was very afraid of sharing and being honest about certain things that were not covered under the warranty, certain things that were. And we had a really good heart-to-heart conversation. I told him, it appears that you're shy. It appears that you're always bracing for impact. And it appears that you're always looking to be not viewed as mean or uncooperative or hassling other people. And you're just always trying to over-accommodate. And I asked him, what was going on? And he confided into me and he said, I've, I just feel insecure about who I am and what I'm doing. I'm, I'm always afraid of people saying negative things about me. And mind you, this is a grown man. This man that looks like he's in his late late 40s. And we talked and he, he ended up tearing up and talking with me about certain things that he struggled with in his earlier job and not feeling good enough. And 
the whole point I'm trying to make of this whole story is, well, a couple of things I want to share is number one, I feel really good and comfortable talking with people about the things that they struggle with because I kind of understand why we make terrible decisions is because we're haunted by the past. And if we don't resolve it, it can reappear and cause us havoc later in our professional as well as our personal life. But the other thing that I wanted to share with you is that I love talking with people about reconciling issues of their past with their current struggles in their present and helping them heal and move on so they can be healthy and they can be productive. That's what I really want to do for each and every client that I, I work with because I love it. It's it's my place where I feel I could do this for free because I enjoy the work so much and I enjoy helping people and I help enjoy helping people understanding that they are worthwhile, they have value, that they deserve to think and be more positive and courageous than they ever thought was possible. That's just my zone where of genius where I feel good. My question to you is what's your zone of genius? What's the area where people are going like, yeah, wow, I really can go to you about X, Y, and Z issue, or wow, they really can shine with creating this or speaking about this or explaining this or building this. You know you better than anybody else. If you are in business, you are a problem solver. You're solving a problem. Now, I want you to ask what problems, issues can you resolve for someone to make their life better? This is not about the money. Obviously, we want money to stay in business, but this is not really about the money. This is about how we can show up and serve with just confidence and pure joy. And I truly believe if you are coming from that place where it is pure joy to show up and show and tell and explain or build or whatever you do for your business and you can do it for free because you love it so freaking much, then I truly believe the sky is the limit. Now, can I tell you and predict to you a certain amount of time frame it's going to take for you to grow your business? I don't really know. That really all depends on lots of factors, but most importantly, it's your willingness to overcome your limiting beliefs and your fears and your anxieties. That's really the core of it. And once you get through that hump of yourself, you are basically the biggest obstacle to your own success. I'll repeat that. You are the biggest obstacle to your own success. If you can get crystal clear about what in the world is keeping you from not showing up and not being confident and not being the most refined, authentic self of you to the world, if you can get past all of that stuff, The world is your oyster. Trust and believe that is true. I have met so many people who are exceptionally talented in so many different areas of their life, but they're being haunted by their parents or old boyfriends or girlfriends or other members of influence in their present life who make them feel that they're not worthy. And that's such, they keep themselves so small and limited. And I don't want that for you. So get real honest with yourself about who you are and your talents and your abilities and really examine what in the world you can do that you would be happy to do it for free. Now, there's a whole bunch of other technical stuff that goes behind what you do because it's not that you love doing something, but if you're not good at it or 
you can't do with proficiency, then we're going to have to re-examine. For example, I like singing in the shower. My husband laughs every time he hears me singing in the shower. He says I'm a terrible singer. He calls me tone deaf. Just because I like to do it on the shower doesn't mean, or just singing in general, as an example, people aren't going to pay me for that. Okay, so it's something that I'm good at. I like it, and I would do it for free if I, even if I wanted to not make a business out of it. Okay. Now let's talk about what the market needs. This is something that always evolves and changes. Now I think about it in a couple of ways. I think about, for example, Steve Jobs. He was an innovator on so many different regards. Now I'm going to talk about the iPod. Now that iPod thing was not a new invention. There was the Sony Walkman. There were there were so many. There was Discman and all these other things that predate the iPod. But the whole idea was Steve Jobs envisioned this beautiful slick device that you can just press a couple of buttons and you could digitally access hundreds and hundreds of songs all in one advice. A device. So you didn't have to go from CD to CD. It was all easy. You could visually see it and it was sleek and it was beautiful. There was no one else in the market that was doing anything quite like what Steve Jobs was playing or thinking about doing. Later, we all know that he integrated it with the iPhone and then, you know, this that's all she wrote. We, we know that um, other companies have just taken that idea and ran with it. The point I'm trying to make is that he envision that the market needed something that wasn't currently offered. And he was willing to stake a lot of money and marketing and research and all that stuff to make that happen. I think about also Netflix. Netflix was a huge gamble in the beginning. It was originally, for those of you who don't know it, it was selling DVDs by mail of indie hits or not the popular ones, but the the old stuff that you wanted to see, for example, Fast Times at Ridgemont High or E.T., certain of the old things that you love to watch, but everybody was so busy, like with Blockbuster selling the hit videos, they went off and did something else. Now we know that Netflix has moved on to uh, having their own movies and production studio and all of that stuff. But they were going for something that was not necessarily popular, but there was still a need for people who wanted it. I need you to sit and have an honest conversation with yourself and online with Google and analyze what is it that people really, really need. And are you so confident you're willing to invest in the research, invest in the marketing, invest your time to build that brand awareness? So often I see so many entrepreneurs, they have a lot of really great ideas, but they're not willing to stake their reputation. They're not willing to stake their time into really seeing how far this business idea can go. A lot of us give up really too easy unless we get the first couple of no's or we don't get a sale for six months or a year or whatever. And we think, oh, this idea doesn't work because it's not taking off fast. And they may be feeling pressure because of 
desire to make money. And I'm going to let you know that I, I understand what that pressure feels like. Oh, boy, I could sit here and write a book about that pressure and understanding what that really feels like. If that is you, if you really feel that, that you need that pressure to make that money right now, I really want to assure you that you're not alone. But more importantly, if you need that income stream, then perhaps you need to be working on your nine to five and then using your five to nine or your five to 12 or however much time you want on to devote on the evenings and weekends to your side hustle so that it can grow and you give it time and you're not stressing yourself over it and you're not overwhelming yourself with not thinking that, oh, this means that I'm this business idea is not worthless, is worthless, that I can't do it. Give your baby business time to grow and give yourself that space. It could be six months, it could be a year, it could be two years. It takes, let it take as long as it needs to take. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. Give it that time and give it that space, but keep a realistic idea about what that market needs. If you need to do questionnaires with potential customers, if you need to make polls online, if you need to go into various messaging boards, if you need to spend more time um, doing surveys, do what you need to do in the meanwhile. I think so often we have a great idea, we think it's great, but we never test it out in the market. We never ask other people what other people other people can do with it. And I don't want you to make your business decisions based on one or two people's ideas because that is one or two people and that is an awful sample size to base on your business. I'll give you another perfect example because I've seen this happen so many times. Let's say you're selling shoes. We'll just give an example of shoes. If you're selling shoes and you, you're making 200 pairs of shoes and only two shoes sell, but you've only been trying to sell these shoes for six months, but two shoes sell, doesn't mean that your shoes are not good based on only two sales or does it mean that you need to expose it to more areas where you can sell the shoes or perhaps you need to be doing more advertising for the shoes? Do you get what I'm trying to say? A lot of people were basing our big decisions based on limited information. Give it time. Test the market. Ask people. Don't give up so quickly. Okay? Now, I also just want you to figure out what works best for you. Figure out how you want to sell best. Now, there's two different flavors for those of you guys who are product-based, e-commerce, and those of you who are service-based. Obviously, if you're e-commerce, you have to figure out what platform you want to sell and how you want to track inventory. That's Or if you want to do more hands-on, because if you're selling limited quantities or if you're in the service-based world, Figure out whether or not you want to have one-on-one or group coaching done for you, meaning that you'll take care of the uh, the customer from soup to nuts to get all their things solved, or you want to do, just do standalone products, or you want to sell digital courses. Let me just give you a short um, word of caution for those of you who want to go to that digital courses thing because it's very popular, especially if you've been seeing Udemy and... Teachable and all these other platforms tell you that, oh, or heck, even now I see it on Fiverr too, saying, oh, you need to sell these digital courses. Word of caution about that. 
most people ha- don't complete digital courses. In fact, it's only like a five to 15%. And if you're in the beginning of your business and five to 15% of the people will be completing the course, then you really need a lot of people to review your course to get a really good sample size about how effective the program was and how they can implement it and get those success stories and all that stuff. I personally, if you're in the beginning, the budding stage of your business, I would not be worrying about trying to sell courses because it's just so much pressure to make people to not after they buy the course to actually do the course and follow up with them and get them to do reviews and all that stuff can feel really stressful. I think that you should be focusing on one-on-one group coaching and the beginning of your service space. Sorry, I just had to say the little little line for those of you who are in the service space. I know for those of you in the e-commerce or world, you've got your own set of problems, but I just wanted to address that for the service space people who are listening. I need you to figure out what's best. I want I need you to figure out how much you time you want to spend over creating your product. I want you to think about what makes sense for you about how you want to organize your inventory. I want you to think about how you want to do customer service. Think about all that stuff. Do not fly by the seat of your pants and think, well, I'll just figure it out as I things come along. I want you to get a piece of paper out and I want you to write out your worst case scenario. Again, I'll repeat that. I want you to get a piece of paper and pen out and just write out your worst case scenario. Because I think for a lot of us, we know that things can go haywire in our business, but we don't have like a good action plan as to how we're going to deal with it, who we're going to contact, and wh- how we're going to just face those problems head on. I want you to be smarter than I want you to have a game plan in place. And that means identifying it. It doesn't mean that you have to have it solved, but at least I want you to have it in the forefront of your mind so that as you're operating your business, as you're doing certain things, you can be able to come up with a good plan on how to deal with things. It could be, what do I do if my inventory is late? What do I do if my supplier isn't showing up? What do I do if a customer asks a refund? What do I do? And just start thinking about what you want to do. And I I know the list is going to be endless, but if you prepare now, if you write down all those things now, when trouble does strike, and trust me, as your business business owners, trouble will strike, at least you'll be ahead of the curve by not freaking out and getting upset and you know how you want to react. So that's just my little word of caution in regards to that. Now, when I'm talking about schedule, lastly, I also want you to think about a schedule that makes sense for you in terms of offer creations, promotion, and how you want to communicate with your community. I will say that to you again. I also need you to think about a schedule that makes sense for you for your offer creations or promoting in your posting. Now let's talk about it. For some of you guys, you're only going to be selling one thing at a time and like that's okay if that's you that's cool that's, that's no big deal but for other of you guys you can't be selling the same thing over and over again you got to mix it up you got to have different offers you got to have new promotions you got to have certain things on sale to keep people buzzed and interested again you have to think about what that schedule looks like does that mean that you're only making an offer a special offer once a month once a week uh 
every couple of months, surprise, flash sales. You have to think about what makes sense for you, okay? And then also, what makes sense for you in terms of your promoting? Are you going to be promoting only specifically through your own internal house? Are you going to have other people promote on your behalf? What does that look like? Are you going to be promoting only on Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter? Are you going to be promoting through little mailers? Like, What does that look like? I need you to come up with a schedule and a plan of action. And I know this seems a lot to think about, especially in the beginning of your business, but trust and believe that if you just start If you just start and just write something down, anything down, you will start coming with more ideas, more clarity, more insight, and you'll be surprised how creative you can be with solving your problems. And what I also want to say, lastly, is what do you want to do in terms of your posting schedule? I advise personally, this is for me. I advise that all of my clients, regardless of whether or not you choose to use a software program to post on your behalf, which I highly recommend, I need to come up with a schedule. Are you communicating with your audience three times a week, three times a day, every other day? I don't know. Morning or evening? There is something that is happening when you constantly get into routine. You're also training your audience to expect a certain amount of content from you. Don't disappoint your audience by just sporadically coming in and out. I think about it, just think about the analogy of, let's say you're in a relationship, a new relationship, and imagine your new love knocks on your door to go out for dates every time they only want something and for something to take you out, or they only knock on your door only when they're feeling bored. I mean, how would that feel if you only hear from them when you're wanting something? Well, the same thing goes for your business. You're only just coming up when you have something for sale, and you're not communicating, you're not trying to really engage with your audience, they're not going to be as engaged with you. Trust and believe that. So come up with an idea, come up with a plan of action where you're engaging and you're communicating and you're talking with your audience and they're feeling connected with you. And once they feel that you care about them, they're going to be really open and sharing about things that interest them. And that is going to be really amazing because once you get more input from them, you can be able to tailor your content so that it appeals to your audience. This is a wonderful thing, but it can't happen unless you have a consistent routine where you're engaging and you're communicating with your audience. Okay, that is it. Let's repeat, recap, repeat some of the main notes from our time with one another. First of all, we're having clarity in business. That means we're getting really honest with ourselves about who we are, what we can do, what we can't do. Think about what you would love to do every day, all day, even if you didn't get paid for it. Figure out what your market needs. Don't try to sell stuff that people can't use. It can't be something that only appeals to you and and you alone. Think about what other people are asking for and searching for. Do some market research. Go on Google. Look at the forums. Read what people are talking about. Also, I want you to figure out what works best for you in terms of how you want to run your product or service-based industry. And lastly, think about a schedule that makes sense for you. Well, that is it. 
Was there something that I said that was really insightful or something that you really love me to talk about more in general? Let me know. Send me a message at hello at deniseglee.com. And if you really love this episode, make sure that you write a review and let me know at hello at deniseglee.com. Hello at deniseglee.com. How to say that again? (laughs) Because I want to make sure that I enunciated it correctly. Anyway, if you send me that, I would love to send you a little token of my appreciation that I know is going to be helpful. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our time with one another. And with that being said, take care and be awesome.